The first nitrogen gas execution in U.S. history is conducted in Alabama. And a grocery chain is recalling packages of cookies after officials say mislabeling led to a woman's death. The Morning Rundown starts now. From the Straight Arrow News Studio, bringing the stories that matter to you from across the United States and around the world, this is the Morning Rundown. Today is Friday, January 26th. Thank you for joining us. I'm Kara Rucker. Alabama has performed the first execution in the U.S. using nitrogen gas. Inmate Kenneth Smith was put to death using the controversial method Thursday night. Earlier in the day, the Supreme Court had denied Smith's last-minute appeal to halt his execution. Smith was convicted and sentenced to death for his role in a murder-for-hire plot in 1988. The state aborted its first attempt to execute Smith through lethal injection in 2022 after failing to place the IV line. After that, Smith's lawyers requested nitrogen gas be used in the future, as Alabama is one of three states to approve the method. However, his lawyers then argued against using the gas, contending that because it was an untested method, that it would violate his constitutional protection against cruel and unusual punishment. The United Nations also expressed alarm over the method. Alabama Attorney's General Office called it the most painless and humane method of execution known to man. Prison officials say the execution started at 7.53 p.m. local time, with Smith breathing nitrogen gas through a mask. Smith was declared dead at 8.25 p.m., Media witnesses say he appeared conscious for several minutes into the execution. Corrections officials say it appeared Smith was holding his breath as long as he could. And then uh, there's also information out there. Of, uh, he struggled against his restraints a little bit, but there's some involuntary movement and some agonal breathing. So uh, that was all expected and it's in the uh, side effects that we've seen or researched on nitrogen hypoxia. So nothing was out of the ordinary what we were expecting. According to media witnesses, Smith used his last words to say Alabama caused humanity to take a step backward. One son of Elizabeth Sennett, the woman killed in the murder for hire plot, was at the execution and said Smith's debt has been paid. More than 100 days into the Israel-Hamas war and pressure on both parties to agree to a ceasefire from world leaders is mounting. Reports say CIA Director William Burns is soon expected to travel to France to meet with Israeli intelligence officials along with Qatari and Egyptian officials in an attempt to broker a deal for the release of the more than 100 hostages still being held by Hamas in Gaza. Among them are said to be six male Americans. Burns' trip will mark his fourth round of such negotiations as he traveled to Qatar twice in November and Poland once in December. Previous negotiations have fallen short, with Hamas adamant that the hostages will only be released in exchange for an end to the war. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu rejecting the terms, recently saying, quote, I am not prepared to accept such a mortal blow to the security of Israel. Today, jurors in New York will hear closing arguments in the defamation trial of former President Donald Trump. The jury of nine will then begin deliberating on how much money, if any, the
The former president will have to pay magazine columnist E. Jean Carroll in damages after he denied her allegations of sexual abuse. Trump briefly took the witness stand in his own defense on Thursday, his testimony lasting less than five minutes. Trump has denied any wrongdoing and claims he has never met Carroll. Last year, Carroll was awarded $5 million in damages after a jury in a separate trial found Trump liable for battery and defamation. This current case concerns comments made by Trump in 2019 after Carroll first publicly accused him of attacking her. Carroll is seeking at least $10 million in damages this time. Peter Navarro, a one-time advisor to former President Donald Trump, was sentenced Thursday to four months in prison for contempt of Congress after defying a subpoena from the Democrat-led House Committee investigating January 6th. Navarro had been convicted on two counts of contempt of Congress in September. The judge telling him he is not the victim, despite Navarro calling his conviction politically motivated. Navarro quickly appealed, claiming he didn't comply with the subpoena because Trump had invoked executive privilege, meaning his conversations with the former president were confidential. Navarro is out of prison for now, as the judge decides whether he can remain free during the appeals process. A grocery chain is recalling packages of cookies after officials say mislabeling led to the death of a woman in New York who was allergic to peanuts. According to the victim's attorneys, the 25-year-old woman, originally from the United Kingdom, who moved to New York to pursue a ballet career, died on January 11th from anaphylactic shock, resulting from a severe allergic reaction. The cookies were sold at the grocery chain Stu Leonard's, which has since issued a recall. Health officials in Connecticut, where the victim purchased the cookies, are warning others with a nut allergy to dispose of them. The CEO of Stu Leonard's claims the wholesaler, Cookies Unlimited, did not notify them of the change in the cookies recipe. Cookies Unlimited has disputed those allegations. Finally this morning, we have an update about the future of golfing sensation Nick Dunlap. Earlier this week on the Morning Rundown, we reported on how the 20-year-old amateur golfer was deciding on whether or not to go pro following a historic victory. Well, we now know his decision. Just four days after winning the American Express Tournament, but missing out on the $1.5 million prize due to his amateur status, the University of Alabama sophomore announced he is turning pro. Because of his win, Dunlap was granted the opportunity to join the PGA Tour through the 2026 season. He called his choice the, quote, easiest, hardest decision that he's ever had to make. Dunlap is set to make his professional debut February 1st at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. These are your top stories for this Friday. We'll see you back here on Monday. Until then, I'm Kara Rucker. Have a great weekend.